Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. The weather's warm, and guys want to get frisky with the wardrobe. Guys will wear flip-flops in public, in front of people. <laughs> they always have a rationale. Well, I want to be comfortable. Well, what about us? <laughs> I have to look at your feet and eat during the same lunar period? Gross. And barf. No one wants to look at men's feet. That's right, because they're giant submarine sandwiches full of pagrat and pain is what they are. They're hairy, horrible grinders. If you're considering wearing flip-flops, gentlemen, you have to ask yourselves two questions. One, am I four? Two, am I at the beach? If the answer's no, don't do it. Summertime comes, guys are like, I'm going to break out the wide pants. Pow! Really, there's only two times when you should wear white pants. One, if you're in the Navy. And two, never would be the other time. That's Greg Proops, Jeff and Jen. Speaking of the holiday weekend, it'll, it'll be nice. Uh, yeah, real nice. Sunny and comfortable. High of 76 right now. 50 at Cincinnati's Q102. So season three of the Kardashians hit Hulu yesterday. And I know. So Kim unloaded on Kanye. Really? Yeah, she talks about having anxiety attacks and being on the verge of tears because of the stuff Kanye's saying publicly and also because he's sharing all of her texts with the world. And she said, even how he looks so down on me for my sex tape brings it all, brings it up all over town, all over the media. Like, thanks for reminding people once again. All of his shenanigans is going to be far more damaging to the kids one day than my tape will ever be. And I have to sit here and not say anything ever because I know one day my kids will appreciate that. And I know that is the best thing for them. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Yeah. At least the sex tape happened long before. Here's where I might lean toward if we if we have to compare and say one is going to be worse than the other. At least the sex tape was in her past before Kanye was ever in the picture when she was young and dumb. Right. You know, Kanye's behavior was happening. The kids are already here. Right. Uh, I mean, how do you use that m- mistake? 
as a teachable moment for your kids. Yeah. Is all you can do, right? Well, yeah. Yep. So yeah, you guys I mean, aren't watching the new season? No, uh-huh. no. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Fritch will. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. She watches it. It launched yesterday or earlier this Hulu, week. yesterday, yeah. yeah. And then I think we found out the name of the baby, one of the kids. We did. But that was kind of like, that's a big story this morning. Yeah. <clears throat> or will be, which is Chloe's kid, right? I read it, and now I've forgotten what it was already. Hang on. Chloe's kid, Chloe's kid is named Tatum. Tatum, that's it. Okay, Tom Hanks. Gave the commencement speech at Harvard yesterday, and he started by playfully flexing on the kids using his character from the Da Vinci Code movies. And here is what he said. Please don't be embittered by this fact that without having done a lick of work, without having spent any time in class, without once walking into that library... In order to have anything to do with the graduating class of Harvard, its faculty, or its distinguished alumni, I make a damn good living playing someone who did. (laughs) It's the way of the world, kids. Uh, He added a quote, I don't know much about Latin. I have no real passion for enzymes and public global policy is something I scan in the newspaper just before I do the wordle. And yet here I am. And then he brought superheroes into it. He said, quote, we hope somewhere matriculating today is a man of iron, a woman of steel, a superhuman, just in the nick of time. This is not because we have failed in our duties or are completely spent. We have done some very super things over our generation. It's because we're all in a cage match. Mixed martial arts battle royale with agents of hubris, apathy, intolerance, and brain incompetence and the malevolent equals to imperial stormtroopers, Lex Luthor and Loki. And we could all use a superhero right now. How about that? Yeah, how about that? He's a very good speaker. Sure is. At Tom Hanks. Very entertaining. Good yes, writer. The guy can write. He can write. He can put a sentence together. I yeah, like it. Yeah. Hey, use some big words. You're at Harvard. I know. Yeah, Matriculate. Right. That's a big mm-hmm. one. <laughs> All right. So Lizzo has been having a rough go lately. And it seems like no matter how positive she tries to be, it seems to be getting worse. And I'm talking about social media. She tweeted, the amount of slander and hate I'm receiving on a daily basis is starting to confuse me. So what am I actively doing to get this influx of disrespect in my mentions? I'm just trying to come on this app and enjoy social media like everyone else. Hmm. She added, anyways, I've been holding my tongue because I don't want to seem ungrateful, but I've done so much cool bleep these last few weeks just for my mentions to be about how fat I am and or use me for political discourse. Tired of this. One of the cool things she did recently post was she paid tribute to Tina Turner during her show in Phoenix on Wednesday night. Yeah, I saw that. It was great. Yeah, that was pretty great. What song did she sing? Proud Mary? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling on a... Crazy talented. But yeah, I I came across Taylor Lautner. You remember who Taylor Lautner is? He's on... Mm -hmm. uh, Vampire, vampire, whatever it was. (laughs) He was was, was, a werewolf, right? Exactly. He was was the hot one. Jacob in Twilight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been getting all kinds of hate, and it's been, it rattled him a little bit. Now, people. is he getting hate because they, 
that he's perceived to have shaded the franchise? No, he's getting heat because uh, people are saying that he hasn't aged well. Oh. And they're like giving him a hard time about his receding hairline or making con- and the guy That's looks great. Nice. No. Why would you and say he's that? like I don't know, but he uh, he posted something the other day. I think it was on Insta and he he was like, I just got back from a run. I was feeling really good about myself and I sat down and did something that I very rarely do. I got on Instagram and I started reading comments because he and his wife do a podcast and they were on the Today Show a couple of weeks ago and and somebody had posted a clip of that and people were just saying nasty things about him. And he's like, you know, a couple of years ago, he said, this would have kept me in the house. This These kinds of comments would have been so detrimental to my mental health that I would have been afraid to go anywhere because I wouldn't want somebody else taking a picture of me and then that picture getting posted and then be other people saying horrible things about me. Right. You know, I can imagine that would, I mean, certainly I don't know. I don't think it would phase me at this point in my life much. Probably it would still sting. But, but this is a but, guy who suffered from body dysmorphia too. Yeah. So he still battles that. Sure. I can see where it would completely mess with you, especially if you're young. Right. You know? Wow. I know. Uh, This is kind of cool. Sia is a huge fan of Survivor. Did you know that? The TV show or the band? The TV (laughs) show. That's really funny. High on you. Wouldn't that be Uh, great, though? So what she does is at the the last episode, like when they crown the winner, announce who won Survivor, she usually will give them money or give the second place or the third place person money, like a lot of money, like here's 30 grand, here's 100 grand. Wow. Yeah, she gives cash rewards to contestants who don't win the game but entertained her during the season. That's funny. Here she is surprising one of the final four contestants from this year's Survivor 44 as he was doing a Zoom interview. This is Carson. Uh, he's a young student studying at NASA. He's been fun to watch. Yeah. Hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I have a very special surprise. Oh, boy. Hello. It's Sia Fia Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wow. Before you even start, Sia, I want you to know I am your biggest fan. I, I'm in your top 0.1% of listeners on Spotify. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I am freaking out. No, I'm your top 0.1% of fans. <laughs> I really loved you. You definitely deserve a prize. My prize is $15,000 this year, and it's tax-free, so I pay the tax on it so you don't have to, and I'll help you out whenever I can. Every year I'm able to give that gift. Yeah, that's pretty mind-blowing. She went on to say she'll give him that every year while she can Uh to help support his education. She qualified that because she she understands in this business. She may not be able to forever, depending on how her career goes. Yeah. She also surprised Carolyn, who made it to the final three and who was extremely loud, quirky, and emotional during the show. Listen to how much Sia gave her during a podcast yesterday. We have an amazing surprise guest for you here, Carolyn. (laughs) It's Sia Furler. This is this can't like is this like a fake like not a deep fake. This is the world's biggest survivor fan, Sia. I just loved you watching you, and of course, I loved how authentic you were. And you are by far my five favorite player ever. So I, I wanted to offer you a hundred thousand dollars. This isn't real. This isn't the like. This isn't. This is like a fake. Like 
they're just inserting because I'm like, what? No, this isn't real. That would be a mean prank. Yeah, yeah, it would. that would. But be it mean. wasn't. It was not a prank. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So. Hmm. Good for them and good for her. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. So Quentin Tarantino has a movie coming, and this is supposedly his last movie ever. So it's kind of a big deal. It's called The Movie Critic, and in a new interview, he gave us some plot details. All right. So the movie's going to take place in California in 1977, and it's based on a guy who really lived but was never really famous, and he used to write movie reviews for a porno rag. Hmm. Quentin says the guy was a very good critic, but he was cynical as hell and very rude. He said he cursed, he used racial slurs, but his stuff was really funny, and he was rude as hell. Quentin calls the guy a cross between early Howard Stern and Robert De Niro's character from Taxi Driver. Oh. Hart has not been cast yet, but he's looking for somebody around 35, which rules out some of his regulars like Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio. So Rules me out. Yeah, just by a smidge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Quentin Tarantino, last movie. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it helps generate a little hype, that's for sure. For sure. I'll see it. I His movies are great. Yeah. He's so talented. He is. Kristen met him once. Really? Where? She just ran into him at like a coffee shop. She was skiing and I don't even know where she was skiing. If she was in. Vale. Was she in Vale where all the celebrities go? No, she might have been in Park City. Oh, okay. And he literally like was just in line for coffee. and. Did she talk to him? Posed for a selfie, yeah. Oh, nice. He's got a photo. I'll have her send it. Cool. Uh, anything else on the E! News? For, oh, yeah, one other thing that I did come across. Wayne's World. The movie Wayne's World was obviously, uh, a, that was a classic, it right? It is a classic. It might have been a little less of a classic if Mike Myers, one of the stars, had his way. Director Penelope Spheris remembers clashing with Mike Myers over some key scenes. Right around the time they were finished putting the movie together, Mike Myers' father passed away. So Mike had to go back to Canada for the funeral. Uh, so because he was tied up with the funeral, he missed the early screenings, that they, the, the, the early test screenings that they do in front okay. of audiences before they release it to the public. Uh-huh. And those screenings went really well. But Mike didn't know that. I mean, he'd heard that they had done well, but he didn't get to actually see the audience reaction. Yeah. Instead... He watched the completed movie by himself and jotted down 11 pages of notes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were suggestions for cuts. Okay. And Penelope said most of the suggestions sucked. Okay. (laughs) Because one of the scenes he wanted to cut is arguably the one that made the movie. Yeah. Which is, care to guess the scene? Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody scene, right? Mike Mike wanted to cut it. Why would you want to cut that? He probably he may have thought it went on too long. Mm. And you know, just in (laughs) terms well, he did, but it It was still great. But it was awesome. Right. And Penelope strongly opposed his ideas, and she went to the producers to fight for it. And the producers didn't want to get involved, so she had to be the one to tell him, look, I don't agree with these cuts. And because of that, she was not invited back to direct Wayne's World 2. So wow. she paid a price she for, lost the job. for battling him. Yeah, And she and Mike Myers never spoke again, even though they'd known each other since 1976. That's how wow. far back these two went. 
Now, she did walk away with bragging rights, though. Wayne's World was basically released the way she wanted it, and that movie made $183 million, which may not sound like a lot of movie compared to the blockbuster superheroes that come out these days, but in today's dollars, that'd be $400 million with inflation. So that's a huge profit for them because it didn't cost them anywhere near that to make. Hmm. Uh, Wayne's World 2, which she did not direct, only made $48 million. So you could argue it was kind of a tank. Yeah. God, that was such a great movie. (laughs) Interesting note, though. One of the things the cast hated about the Bohemian Rhapsody scene was that it hurt. Uh, Penelope says they weren't experienced headbangers, so it made their necks sore. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I can see. Isn't that funny? That w- There was a lot of headbanging going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I finally got through. Yeah. yeah. You've been trying for a while? <laughs> yeah, for a hot sec. Very, right. very cool. So, yeah, this is very exciting. We're going to send you to see the Dave Matthews Band. And what else, Tim? Uh, We're going to send you four tickets to Aqua Adventure Water Park in Middletown. Uh, It's open for the season this weekend. It's the only inflatable obstacle course in Middletown. There you go. So here we go. Which one is real? Is it A? Woman is arrested for airdropping vagina pictures at school board meeting. Is it B? Couple accidentally or airdrops homemade porn video to everyone at their wedding. Or C, a man was arrested for airdropping naked photos while filling out an apartment application. Usually I shoot for C, but I'm going to go with A this time. No, go back and shoot for C. Okay, yeah, I meant C. That's what I said first. It is C. Very nice. That's what I meant. Well done. (laughs) Yeah, apartment applications can be very involved to the point where it feels like you're exposing too much private stuff. Right. Uh, but this guy was fine with burying everything. A uh, 23-year-old man in Oklahoma, he was he was at a realtor earlier this month, and I guess he decided to apply for a unit at an apartment complex. Uh, a unit. And they had a computer set up to fill out an application, and he was doing that, which is when employees said they received two airdrop notifications from another iPhone. They thought it was something for an apartment, so they accepted But it turns out they were nude selfies of the guy at the computer. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there was even a shot of him (laughs) in front of a mirror naked and a photo of his junk. So they called the cops immediately, and they showed up, arrested the guy for indecent exposure. I'm going to assume he did not get the apartment. Yeah, probably not. The authorities say... They don't know why the guy might have done this, but they did suggest that iPhone users adjust their airdrop settings to only receive airdrops from contacts only. Have you ever been on a plane and yes. all of a sudden you you get an airdrop request or whatever? Yes. And it's somebody sending it to everyone on the phone. Last time we traveled, Chris and I were sitting next to each other. We both got the alert at the same time. So someone trying to prank the plane. Oh, wow. I wanted to. I wanted to say yes. But you don't know what they're in. I'm so so curious. I know. But I said no. Yeah. Yeah, from a security standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'd be so curious, though. <laughs> like, what do you say to me, random guy it, in row right? four? <laughs> right. I'll probably regret this later, but <laughs> yeah. I can't resist. Stop. <laughs> Don't do it. It's snack time with Jim. Come on, everyone. Let's have some snacks with Jim. Snack time with Jim. Let's see what snacks Tim has for us today. I am Miss Mallory Kist. We are at Our Lady of Grace Catholic School in Coring Township. And these are my third graders. Nice. You guys ready for summer? Yeah! Now even a better question for Miss Kist. Are you ready for summer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the countdown is on. I want to know what you got planned. So I'm going to be going to um, New York, the city. I'm going to Florida. Oh, be careful. It's crazy down there. I know. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to, like, my Oma and Grandpa's house. Nice. Oma's German for grandmother, correct? I did not know that. Oh. I did. I just wanted to know if you do. I used to play a lot of games with my grandparents. I've had, like, a game that you're, like, this little guy that you have to put bombs down and you have to run away so it explodes and you can get, like, power-ups. I played pickup sticks with my grandparents. You ever heard of that game? No. What do you got planned this summer? I'm going to um, I'm going to a vacation. Go to the beach, maybe get a tan. I'm going to go swimming. It's my sister graduation. Oh, that'll be really fun. You guys going to do anything special with her? We're having a party, but I don't know what else. It's a surprise. I'm going to St. Louis to see my grandma. And then when we get home, we're going to a lot of different summer camps for like a week or two. I'm going to go to summer camp and then... I'm going to go swimming, do some gymnastics, go to the park, and then go to the water park. Are you, do you like gymnastics? Yes. Yeah, what kind of stuff do you do in gymnastics? I really didn't get past the log roll. Handstands and flips and cartwheels. I'm going to Columbia. How long of a plane trip is it to Columbia? About 13, 13 hours, I think. I don't know. Okay. We're probably just going to, like, we're going to do, like, the usual stuff we do, like, go to, like, like we usually on our vacations, we usually go to like the beach, go to a hotel and swim in a pool. And That's always good. Basically, go to like uh, like amusement parks and basically like just eat a lot of like like just like and we make like sometimes even though it's not even Christmas, we still make gingerbread houses. We love those things. I love They're gingerbread. Fun. Why not? Right? Christmas in July. I'm going to my grandma's house, Western New York, and um, and I'm doing a Y camp. You going to Buffalo, Rochester, Utica, Finger Lakes? What are you doing? Um, Any of those sound familiar? No. That's all right. It's all yeah. about the adventure. Third graders, OLG over in Colerain, and shout out to all of our teachers who are wrapping things up. This yeah, week, this is it. Maybe early next week. Enjoy your summer. You've earned it. Mm-hmm. All right. Seven twenty-three. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q one hundred two. My parents used to take me camping every year. Not like wilderness camping. They'd take me to some campground somewhere. You guys ever been to a campground? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a bunch of people who don't live in a trailer park yet like to vacation there. (laughs) 
a lot of tube tops running around. A lot of drunken elderly people. I just tried to fit in. That's what I did. I just tried to fit in. I just kind of hung out with everybody else in some lot somewhere. Right? Like, what? Ed caught 40 bluegill. Well, pass the dirty ketchup. This is living. I wonder what the poor people are doing. That's Andy Smith. Comedian Andy Smith on her childhood camping memories, which I bring up because if you're a hardcore camper, I mean, you could sleep outside year-round, but for the average camper... You know... That's something else I don't think I would do again. No? Sleep in a tent. Really? That's another thing I would do as a kid and not even think twice about it. But now, there's just too many things I've seen and heard and read that make me think, I need a little bit more of a structure around me. Oh. We didn't do a ton of camping growing up, but my parents were very, like, we want our kids to experience lots of different things. Uh-huh. So there were was there was the occasional camping experience. We went to the state park, uh-huh. camped a couple nights. In a tent, just a tent, a tent on tent the ground. with the four of us, yeah. me, my mom and dad, me and my brother. And I don't have very many memories of camping when it was not raining. Oh, like, yeah. it always seemed sucks. to rain, and then it's running underneath the tent. You're it not getting in. wet, but you're feeling it, and mm-hmm. it's weird, and then, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. Yeah. I like yeah. the I like being outside. I like the campfire. I uh-huh. like telling the stories. I like doing the s'mores. I like seeing the stars. And then there's the tent thing. Yeah. I need a <laughs> I I need a I need a camper. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they're down for glamping, but when it comes to actually physically hardcore, hardcore sleeping on the ground because, you know, for the average camper, Summer is the best time to spend time out in nature, avoiding ticks and peeing in the woods. Right. And coyotes and snakes. Yeah. Those are the things you're thinking about. (laughs) Uh, But a recent report determined that the best and worst states for camping based on 25 metrics, including safety, supplies, camper satisfaction and affordability. In the end, California was number one. Despite being dead last in safety, California was number one. And all those things. <laughs> I did sleep in a tent a few years ago when I went to that naked resort, that, that whole big event that's like a two-week thing a few hours from here, and it's a nudist. Oh, I forgot you did Remember that. Remember yeah. that I did that? It's a retreat for nudists, and they have all kinds of different You went there for classes, reasons, though, right? And I, wanted, I had a friend who swore it was like one of the... He goes every year and swears it's just one of the... They are the greatest people to be around. You know, they have these late-night drum circles That's, and do all of this really cool stuff. And I'm like... So you went. So I went. Did you get naked? No, I did not, but I saw plenty. Oh, so it's optional. Like yeah, there are some clothed people there are mixed some. in with yeah, yeah, with those that are mm-hmm. now. Is it true? Because I heard sometimes at, at events or places like this, they're kind of put off and feel uncomfortable around people who do have clothing on. That was the case when I went to a nudist resort with Fun Robbie. That was definitely the case. Uh, I mean, of course, we walk into the place and Fun Robbie gets naked without thinking twice. 
But then I was there, and then your friend Chip was with us as yeah. well. My friend Chip, but he was your neighbor. Yeah. That's how I got to know Chip, and he was going through a divorce and a little depressed. So we found Robbie, and I thought we'd cheer him up and take him to the nudist resort. Yeah, you took him to a nudist resort, yeah. and I gave him a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> we did our best to make Chip feel better. That's right. But yeah, that was definitely the case. And it was very funny because Fun Robbie, of course, is naked and playing pool. His One of his best friends, it was his dad that owned the place. And so that was our inn. Because wow. he had known him as like best friend since childhood. Wow. Kind of situation. Yeah, owned at Paradise Lakes, I believe is the name of it. And yeah. I think as far as I know, it's still around. It's like the, they had the world's largest hot tub. Oh, wow. I know. That sounds gross. I know. So (laughs) I don't remember going in the hot tub, but we did go in the pool. But Chip and I were like the only clothed people there. And we finally decided like, okay, we're in Rome. We're in Rome. We're going to do this. We're going to do it. We will regret it if we don't join the party. Because you look like outsiders. Yeah. I mean, we stood out. Absolutely. Yeah. Who are these people? Exactly. Who are these weirdos? And we're at the pool and there's a ton of people there and Chip and I are in our own worlds and we both like disrobed down to one last article of clothing. I think all I had on was like a top and everything else was gone. And he and I looked at each other and he had on his underwear and I'm like, okay, on the count of three, are you ready? Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. And I took off my top, and he took off his pants, and everybody started clapping. That's funny. <laughs> so everybody had been watching us, and we hadn't even been, we were completely oblivious Yeah, you were on everybody's it. radar. We were. They were paying attention. Wow. Yeah. That was why. That is something, though. I'll tell you. Being naked around a lot of other naked people is a whole different kind of experience. I mean, I can see why those who are comfortable doing it love it. Yeah. Because you've, it's about as free as you can feel. It's about as out there as you can feel. I was going to ask you, would you say it is liberating or humbling? Both. Yeah. Both. And that's the beautiful thing about nudist colonies is the majority of people that it's not like you are hanging out with supermodels. Right. And you're intimidated by the perfection of other people's bodies. Okay. In fact, seeing the people that love to be naked in public can make, make you, you feel, feel pretty about- good. <laughs> can make you feel pretty average That's or normal funny. or like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's and they're also they also tend to be a bit older. No kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's something everybody should try at least once. Another one of those moments where you're glad there wasn't uh, cell phone cameras. God, yes. I I bet you that they take those away from you. Oh, you probably got to check them in somewhere. I bet you do. Well, cell reception in a lot of these places are pretty spotty anyway. Um, Now, if we're just talking about non-nudist campsites. Yeah, just regular average every day. (laughs) And you break it down by state. Uh-huh. According to, uh, again, safety, supplies, camper satisfaction, and affordability and other metrics, uh, California is the number one choice despite being dead last in safety. California had the most park deaths between 2010 and 2020 at 300, 151 more than the next state. And do we know Arizona. how they're dying? Are they falling off cliffs, taking stupid selfies or yeah, bear bites, attacks? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what's happening? And all that stuff, dehydration. Mm. Um, let's see, Washington, the rest of the top 10, Washington, Texas, Florida, New York, Colorado, Michigan, North Carolina, Minnesota. Yeah, surprisingly, North Dakota ranked last 
despite getting the number one score for both safety and camper satisfaction, which seems strange, but North Dakota was sunk by low marks in attractions, number of campsites, and cost. And then the rest of the 10 worst are Rhode Island, Louisiana, Nevada, Mississippi, South Dakota, Delaware, Alabama, Wyoming, and West Virginia. But even those states aren't all bad, depending on what you're looking for. For example, in states with lower populations, you might have less competition and a better chance of scoring a peaceful campsite. There you go. Or whatever you're looking for. <laughs> when was the last time you went camping? Uh, Probably when I was a teenager. Yeah, it's been a bit. Not yeah. a thing that Kristen would be into, you don't think? I don't think so. It's hard. Once you start staying in decent hotels, it's hard to... <laughs> Go back yeah, my sisters and my nieces—they do it all the time. I mean, I think and it's a form. It. Of, I think it's a form of glamping, but they insist that it's they, real camping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and let's talk about since we were back on the clothing optional tip. Uh, you used to have to go to the DMV or other special places to have your photo taken for driver's licenses, passports, and other IDs. Mm-hmm. And you know how they were just—they were always terrible, and you hated it every time. Now sometimes you can use your own photos, and I've had—I've been lucky enough where the. DMV that I go to, they'll let me retake the picture if I don't love it. They're usually very nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do that everywhere. Um, but there are other hardcore rules, like you should use a white or off-white background without shadows. Oh, and I guess you can't be naked in these Aww, photos. I can't believe people are showing up naked. Well, the Georgia Department of Driver Services had to remind people to keep things classy. (laughs) I don't know what inspired the reminder, but clearly there had to have been at least one instance of someone not wearing an appropriate amount of clothing because they say, please take pictures with your clothes on when submitting Why am I never at the BMV when something like that happens? I don't know. You know? I don't know. I guess Georgia is one of those states where you don't actually have to physically go to the DMV to have the photo done like they'll allow you to submit it as long as you follow the directions and and it meets the whatever the specifications are probably gonna upload it on the website or something which would be nice yeah yeah Yeah. okay uh british accents are hot right now i feel like we were just talking about it the other day when fritch was here yeah fritch is on vacation by the way so she can't participate in this story but there was a story last week about how this is what we were talking about how young people sometimes shift into a British accent when they're nervous. Yeah. And TikTok is kind of full of, of instructional videos about that. I wish I could find... How to practice your accent? Yeah. Be good at yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Um Hello. That's about all I can do. <laughs> Hello. Can't do it if I'm trying to, but I can do them when I'm just in the moment. Yeah, when you're just sitting there kind of drunk. My, my buddy, jo- yes, exactly. My buddy Josh would try to do it to pick up chicks Did years and years ago. It would work, but one time he finally met a woman who was from the UK and oh. she called him on his stuff. Yeah. And she's like, Where are you from? And he's like, The Essex? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally gobsmacked. <laughs> See, it'll come and go. If I try to do it, like if I try to read this story in a British accent, But according to a new poll, some of us don't think we need the help. One in five Americans think their fake British accent is good enough to fool an actual Brit. You're not fooling anybody. It's not. I know. It's not horrible. You know, if you worked on it, I think you're pretty good at picking up accents and and you're pretty good at impersonations. I think 
I can Give mimic some, time. some things if they're yeah. fairly close to my existing range. Yeah. And if I have a little practice, I can sometimes yeah. mimic. But it's probably some of the things we say too. We're probably saying the things we would say in Amer- in America. Yeah, they right? word things differently. Yeah, like when I lived in Arkansas, that's where Walmart's headquartered, right? And they have like this big shareholders convention every year where there's people from all over the world that work at Walmarts that come to this big convention. And it was really fun to like meet the people from Brazil and meet the people from the UK. And I had a whole conversation with these guys one time and about the just, I don't know what the word is, the phrases they use. Like, like, yeah, we don't say we're going up the stairs. We say we're going up apples and pears. No, Why do they go up apples and pears? It's a British thing. I don't know. It's just, it means the stairs. Yeah. But they say apples and pears. That means stairs. That's dumb. So, like, so, so what my point is, if you're trying to pull one over on a British person, you, you got to look up those stuff. types of things yeah. and work them in. Yeah, that's true. Well, 19% of the people polled say their accent is so good, someone from England wouldn't be able to tell. And men are twice as likely to be cocky about it. 25% of guys think their accent could fool a Brit compared to 13% of women. Young people are also way more confident than older Americans. Only around 5% of people over the age of 45 think they can do a convincing accent compared to 35% of adults under the age of 30. Okay, here are a few lines to try with a British accent. See how you do. Bob's your uncle. You've got it sorted, mate. Bob's your uncle. You've got it sorted, mate. <laughs> it's so bad. It is <laughs> Uh, that's a proper nice, t- oh, that's a proper nice, that's a proper nice <laughs> cup of tea, isn't it? That's a proper nice cup of tea, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Why, yes, it is. Oh, I'm chuffed to bits with me new mobile. Oh, I'm chuffed to bits with my new mobile. Let's pop around the pub for a pint. Let's pop around the pub for a pint. You suck. <laughs> You're so freaking bad, man. Sarah Valentine is known as the accent queen because of her amazing ability to instantly switch dialects. Here she is saying, You're, you are grounded in different accents. Okay. American. You are grounded. German. You are grounded. Scottish. You are grounded. <laughs> you are grounded. That's fun. See, I can. I'm a little better if I mimic. It's not perfect, but uh-huh. it's, it's a little closer. New York, you're grounded. You're grounded. <laughs> that's like that's like that reminds me of that bit that Amy Poehler and uh, what's her name used to do on SNL. You know the two women from Brooklyn. Oh, sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Oh, God, I was finally sweater weather. You're grounded. <laughs> Southern, you honey are grounded. Yeah, you back, you back ground it right up here. Cockney. You, my friends, are grounded. Jamaican. You're grounded. Oh, that's so cool. That's I love just, Jamaican. Yeah, she I mean, pops they, up in my TikTok feed. She's really interesting oh, to watch. She? Yeah. Because she'll go through all of the, you know, like we just think, oh, British accent. No, there's like 20 of them. There's like right. the different parts of England, which yeah. is Regions. the size of Kentucky, which is, you know, mm. this is interesting. That's crazy. Uh, what'd you just send me? Uh, we just got uh, a piece of audio uh, from the Q102 app. There's a little microphone button. You can yeah. send us uh, a message. And we got a message here from the Karina. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, are we in trouble? No. If you watch the documentary of Britney Spears, 
she talks in a British accent there and also talks about it um, with her therapist. And she does it in her Instagram videos as well. Does she do it on purpose, I wonder? Like, is it is it part of a nervous habit or is she just, is she just yeah. messing I hope around? hope you all have a good day. I just wanted to let you know. Thank you and have a good day. Well, Madonna... You know, she, oh, yeah. she became British. Oh, Who else this, did? Well, this was, yeah, this was the was whole point. Was it Gwyneth I was Paltrow, making. too? Did she for a while? I, I don't know about Gwyneth Paltrow, but you just brought up Madonna. How her, yeah, her whole, her, I, I don't even know what you call it. Is it a British accent? It's some weird dialect that Madonna adopted that she still uses, that she still has. But when you compare it to how she sounded in the Truth or Dare documentary that came out, like 30-something years ago, it's completely different. You'd think it was two different people when based you, on the way she talks. When you watch Who's That Girl, remember <laughs> right. that movie? Well, yeah. yeah, but that was kind of put yeah. on for yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's true. But in the documentary, she just, you know, she talks, she sounds like a kid from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, it's completely Does she still different. talk with the English thing now? When was the last time? It's been a while since Not, I've heard her She speak. sounds like one of those classic movie stars What from do they the call 40s. that? Mid- Mid-Atlantic or something? I think so. Where it's sort of like... Not half a kind of half Cary U.S., Grant-ish. half U.K. Well, it is. I mean, it's very easy if you move somewhere and they have a different. Like I had a, a really good friend when I was a kid that moved away in eighth grade, and she moved to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And when she came back from Oklahoma, she had a really thick. Her accent was real. I mean, she had a very thick accent. Right. She picked up on that quick. Well, people always are surprised whenever I tell them I'm from the from the Boston area because they're like, "Well, where's your accent?" Mm-hmm. Good point. I. I did you purposely try to get it to go away, or it just did? I did take speech classes where we were taught to sort of break some of the bad habits we picked up growing up in that area, and mm-hmm. like pronouncing your R's instead of saying, I can't find my cockies. Did you talk like that when you were a little teenager? bit? Like, if you listen to older tapes of me, you can hear it a little bit, yeah. but it was never super strong. It wasn't like, like, Jordan Knight strong or okay. Donnie Wahlberg strong. Or Joey McIntyre. Joey McIntyre. He's probably got the, the thickest, thickest one yeah. out of all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you listen to Mark Wahlberg, like his and his, his is not that, not that, Mm-mm. right? Does it come back with you with a couple of drinks? Like if I have a couple of bats, all of a sudden my Great Lakes stuff starts. What is coming what? Out. What's some of your Great Lakes stuff? Long O, Long O, like what? Oh yeah, like oh, you want to <laughs> come over to my host, like that kind of stuff. Your host, yeah. Want to sit on my coach and your coach? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That yeah. comes out when I drink. Yeah. Isabella is looking for a second date update today with a guy named Steven, and we're going to try to help her out. Hi, Isabella. Hi, guys. Good to talk to you. You too. I'm kind of nervous and kind of excited. I had a friend call you guys a couple years ago um, for a second date update, and they went out again, and now they're engaged. Oh, wow. Cool. I wish they'd keep in touch with us when they did that. You know, would it be nice to know? Because we do hear this every so often. So I'm really hoping that I have the same luck. So, yeah, that's why I'm calling you. Okay. Right. When we're done with this call, you're going to give us uh, your friend's name so we can reach out to them. All right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, all right. So, so don't right. hang up. Okay. All right. So, take us to the beginning. How did you meet Steven and how would that first date go? So, I met this guy on Tinder and we went out for drinks. And we ended up just having such an amazing time that we just kept drinking and got really drunk and we're just laughing and we just had a really great time. We have the same sense of humor. Um, Yeah. And it just, it just happened. It all made sense. And we went back to my place. He got to meet my cat who never likes anyone. 
but she liked him. And That's a great sign. Yeah, it's a sign for me, too. And it was just one of those, like, life moments that felt, you know, like a staple and defining. It just felt promising on every level. Yeah, I just felt like I met my person, and I thought we were on the same page, and everything just felt so natural and easy and normal. And he left my place in the middle of the night, which was super shocking and weird and just a bummer. Um I don't know if he had like a dog to go home to and let out or what. And I totally he just left unannounced. That. Yeah, I just woke up and he was gone. And he said he'd call me later, but he never did. And it's been a few weeks, so I'm super bummed and hoping to like get to the bottom of everything. Well, wait. When did he say he would call you later? Like, did you actually see him leave, or did he sneak out while you were sound asleep and leave a note or something? He left a note. Just saying, had to had to run, call you later? Yeah, I'll call you later. And I was like, okay, weird. You could have woken me up and then left. I don't know. It, it felt like a sneak out because it was just a note. Yeah. Hmm. I could never sneak out of Kristen's house back in the day because her floors are super creepy. <laughs> is she a light sleeper? <laughs> Somewhat. So. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer that he snuck out in the middle of the night. I I just I'm hoping to get some answers and you know if if it was all in my head which I don't think it was because he you know he came back to my place and we hung out but okay but everything went well I mean okay you're super drunk you end up in bed together that all went okay great wonderful perfect awkward yeah it was wonderful I mean we didn't just either like we also didn't just jump straight to bed we talked for like eight hours it was the longest date I've ever had and it just felt like we've known each other forever and then everything was great when we got to my place and I don't know it just felt really weird I don't know if he got a text or something or someone was hurt I don't know all right well why don't we take a break when we come back we'll call Stephen and try to get a sense of what he really thought about Isabella why it's been weeks since. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. He's reached out, and if there's any chance of a second date, a second date update continues. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. I think what's great about Stephen, according to Isabella, Aside from the fact that they have a similar sense of humor, that's really, I think, important because, you know, you don't have to see eye to eye on everything. But when you have a similar sense of humor and you laugh at the same things or you have that knowing chuckle, which it might be sort of inside to other people, that's a gift, man. Mm-hmm. And she's got a very finicky cat when it comes to people. Doesn't really like people, but this cat likes Steven. I mean, how is that not at least promising? Right. But he left in the middle of the night. Middle of the night. Stuck out like a thief in the night. For the love of Pete. And that was weeks ago. Left mm-hmm. a note, said he'd call her later, and never did. So here we are, Isabel. I don't know if there were any other details that popped up that you thought of that you think might be helpful in trying to figure out what went down, or you just want to jump in and call him. I would just love to jump in and call him, find find out what's wrong. 
Fair enough. Let's do it. Hello, Stephen there, please. Uh, yes, who's this? It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. Hi, Stephen. Jeff and Jen? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Are you Stephen? <laughs> hey. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, wow, I can't believe you guys are calling me right now. It's your lucky day, my friend. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> What's this about? Well, we, we spoke to someone who kind of knows you and was saying very nice things about you. So they, it was all good. We just wanted to reach out and see what you've been up to lately because I guess it's been a while since since you two have connected, and we just wanted to check in. Is this a second date update? Yep. Okay. Would that friend be Isabella? Yes. And she sounds <sighs> relatively nice. Well, she sounds very nice, she- actually. She's very nice. She's an incredible person. We hit it off very well, but this is just my thing. It's not her. It's it's me. And I know that's cliche, but it, it really is. I, I have this thing where I have to sleep. You have, you have to, to sleep? sleep? Yeah. I, I mean, I need a solid eight hours uninterrupted sleep, or I just will not be able to function at all. Can't think straight, nothing. Okay. And when I was at her place, she woke me up twice with her peeing. With, with her what? what? With her peeing when peeing? she goes to the bathroom. Yes. She yes, pee the bed? No, she <laughs> would get up and then go to the bathroom, and I could hear the stream from the bed. It would be so loud, it would wake me up. So were you turned off by the sound of the stream, or you were disturbed by the interruption because she was moving around and using the restroom? I was disturbed by the interruption. She's going to the restroom. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm hearing something that sounds like a guy who drank a 12-pack and hadn't what? peed in eight hours in the bathroom. It's the most <laughs> powerful scream I've ever heard. It woke me up twice. Well, I'm surprised you didn't have to pee in the middle of the night because based on her description, you both did quite a bit of drinking that night. Well, I took care of it before I went to bed. That's the thing with guys, though. We're <laughs> like camels, man. We You will. You can hold it for It blows my mind. I think we got bigger bladders. I think you do. Well, at least, you know, until you get older and then you start having all those prostate issues. You're right. And, and then forget that, about and it. And they say it's not good for you to hold it. Yeah, it isn't good for you to hold it. But at the same time, what was it? We did a story not long ago, and this, like, messed me up for a few weeks after we did it. That They said a healthy stream lasts 21 seconds. That if you're peeing less than 21 seconds when you go, then that's a problem. Oh. And that you might have some, you know, incontinence issues of some sort. So you need to, you need to, so every time I would go to the bathroom after hearing that, I was in there <laughs> the counting yeah. and I would get very upset because most of the time I'd only make it to like 15 or 16. Oh man. I'd get very excited if I had a 21, but it was rare. Did you time the pee, Stephen? <laughs> I was so disoriented that I couldn't even think to time the pee. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't survive a day in our house because our floors are so creaky. You can't even walk to the bathroom, let alone go to the bathroom without waking up the whole household. So yeah. you got to be, a, I guess you're not a heavy sleeper then if you need eight hours solid and something like that would disturb you. Yeah. I was up the entire night after the second time that she went. So I ended up leaving after that second time. And my sleep pattern was just off for weeks. I couldn't really function well. It affected my job. It affected everything. Yeah. I wonder if you got some kind of 
like sleep issue, like sleep apnea, because I understand the disturbance and I understand how some people just they got to have that eight hours in order to function. But for for it to disrupt your life to that degree, I, I just wonder if there's something else going on worth taking a look at. That's a good point. That's something to think about. I didn't really think of it that way because this is a problem. I mean, I mean, well, it's healthy though to get that solid eight hours. Sure, but if if you can't even tolerate your partner using the restroom in the middle of the night, I you may uh, need to separate your own room. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, and it was weird too because the bathroom wasn't just right there by the bedroom. She, you have to go down a, a hallway in her place and go all the way to like the other side of the home, and you can still the, hear the stream hear in the bathroom. So that was a really, really loud streamer. You've just got really good hearing. I'm pretty sure it was just a really loud stream. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is a, this one's a first. Okay. We've got Isabella on the line. Isabella, I got to tell you, I, I, this is not what I expect. I don't know what I expected. I wasn't expecting this. So you're telling me that me peeing loud when I'm drunk is a deal breaker? That was the only thing? I know it sounds bad, but it was enough for me to leave. Has anyone ever complained about your peeing habits before? Do you pee with the door open or something? Is that why it was so loud? No. And no one in the past has ever said anything to you, maybe your roommate or someone? No, no one has ever complained. So I'm I'm a little lost for words. And it, you don't think it's something we can come to a resolution about? I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I mean, my sleep was all messed up from that night. It screwed me up for a couple of days. Uh, yeah. It seriously messed me up. Well, Stephen, how have you made it this far in life with, uh, I assume you've had other relationships in the past. You know, we don't need to go into your whole history here, but this is, right. I'm assuming, been a problem before, no? People are Not human, man. They got to go, they got to pee at night sometimes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or as everyone else you, you've known had a softer stream. <laughs> This is the first time I've been awakened by someone using the bathroom. Okay. I usually sleep with earplugs, so maybe I should have had those. Yeah. But then you don't hear the alarm go off when you need to hear the alarm. I don't know. I don't know how to help you. Yeah, this is a conundrum. But I feel like there's got to be, if that was the only thing, I feel like there's got to be an acceptable solution to this issue out there. You just have to explore a little bit. Unless there's something else about Isabella that just doesn't jive with you and you're trying to be kind and this is the best you can come up with. That's the thing. There isn't. Isabella and I, we really clicked. I just know how I am if I don't sleep eight hours through. I mean, I'd be willing to, like, discuss it, but I think it definitely sounds like, you know, a sleep condition and... That's something I'd be willing to explore with you as well and help you through. I mean, we had a really great time, but I can't be the only one that wants to see where this could go. Yeah. Are you open to taking a closer look at this, Stephen? Maybe consulting a physician or someone that, you know, maybe a sleep study wouldn't be the worst thing to try. I'm open to that. And this is the first time someone ever brought that up to me, that maybe there's a sleep pattern issue. uh, There may be some type of sleep apnea reaction related issue i don't know so yeah the patient's usually the last person to find out yeah, no kidding. that was me so i'm just speaking from experience i guess we could discuss more we can figure this out but if we don't uh, i'm not kidding I-, I can't live like that <laughs> All right, well, that's been <laughs> well, noted yes i think we are like clear that, you know? yeah on that one we got that right. 
Yeah. All right. Well, Stephen, why don't we do this? We're going to set up a, a meetup with you and Isabella. We're going to pay for it. So she's going to take you out somewhere nice on our dime. You guys can discuss it further. And it ultimately is up to you what you all decide to do. But we're happy to hear that you're at least open to taking a second look at this. Yeah. That would be great. Cool. All right. We'll make the arrangements. Stephen, we'll say goodbye to you. Isabella, you hang on. We also got to get that phone number from you. And thank you both for coming on Second Date Update. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay. You want to have a little fun with a Second Date Update of your own? All you have to do is send us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Coming up later on this morning, Q102's got your tickets to see Taylor Swift next week in Chicago. Wow. This is good. I got How the email last night. And this is just a little taste. We have something even bigger planned for her shows here mm. that will take care of you in, in a big way. But cool. first, Chicago. Yeah. Nice. So starting at 9 o'clock, every time we play a Taylor Swift song, you want to go to the Q102 app. Do you have the Q102 app? Yeah, you, better. Yeah. You'll find it in the app store. Search WKRQ. And that'll take you right to it. Download it, register, and then every time we play a Taylor Swift song, go to the app and tap that track to enter. Uh, the chance to enter, it only lasts as long as the song is playing on the radio. And the more songs you tap, the more entries you get. And the grand prize is two tickets to see Taylor Swift Friday, June 2nd at Soldier Field in Chicago. That'll be cool. And it's going to run through Monday night. So, you, yep. so today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Monday and then, night, midnight. And I think we're going to draw the winner and call them Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Cool. Yeah. Pay attention. So Q102's tap that track back on starting at 9 o'clock this morning. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.